All right. So with turkey season being just around the corner here in New York State, I know uh, I think it's in like full go mode in um, some other states and whatnot. But New York State doesn't kick off till May 1st. But what I wanted to do is recommend a couple of companies that I work with, products that I use, um, just three. Um, all right. First up, Afflictor Broadheads. Um, I've been using their Broadheads for a year now. I took down my first turkey with it, specifically the fixed EXT Broadhead. They've got a couple of a uh, couple of other models out there. Definitely, definitely check them out. Uh, go ahead to www.afflictorbroadheads.com. Um, I think I believe them to be really strong broadheads because uh, even after I killed my first turkey last year, I didn't kill any deer in the fall but i did miss and plant one of my arrows in a tree and while the arrow didn't fare too well the broadhead um is still sharp as crap um, i actually put it on another arrow um so check them out like i said afflictedbroadheads.com next up onyx all right you guys uh if you don't know um the onyx hunt app is the number one gps hunting app all right it is that for a reason uh i used it last year uh to drop pins on where i spotted turkey sign i used it to drop markers and pins for where i saw a deer sign later in the fall um i dropped a pin at the exact spot that i killed my turkey last year so you best believe i'm going to that exact same spot so check them out that's the onyx hunt app they are the app is available for both uh apple and android devices um and you can basically use it not basically you can definitely use it on your computer as well so whatever information you save on the app with your mobile mobile device like on your phone or anything like that when you head home that information automatically uh uploads and can be seen on the website so you can log in on the website and then if for some reason you you don't get um out to scout as often as you'd like to you could do some e-scouting on your computer and then when you finally make it out to the woods um and you pull up your your information on the map that same information that same whatever it was you whatever info you saved on the computer will then transfer to the app so go ahead and check them out visit www.onyxmaps.com or you can go ahead and like i said check it out on the app store on itunes and i believe on android it's a google play store all right and last but not least nor'easter game calls mark from nor'easter game calls uh puts out some beautiful beautiful custom calls you can check them out on instagram at nor'easter game calls or visit his website www.nor'eastergamecalls.com i was lucky enough to partner with with mark and got my logo on a couple of beautiful calls um he put he created a couple of boss calls for me and some turkey pot calls um each with um the pot the pot calls have two different surfaces he's got pot calls he put out with my logo on it that uh has a slate surface and another one that has a glass surface so go ahead check them out they're in my logo colors red white and black um and you know give them a shot because i know i'm gonna be using them out in the turkey woods this uh spring and i'm gonna have a lot of fun with it all right
What up, what up, what up? Welcome to episode 55 of When the Hunt Calls, the only hunting podcast hosted by a middle-aged black guy from New York City. And I am said black guy, Cliff Cadet, your host. Thank you, y'all, for joining me on my lunch break. <laughs> yeah, um, I've said it in the past before, you know what I'm saying? While the uh, audio quality may not be up to par, I hope the uh, the quality of the content is or that you find it to be, you know what I'm saying? So um, if you are new to, um, to uh, this podcast, to When the Hunt Calls, um, I often record these podcasts during my lunch break while I'm walking to and from work. Um, you know, sitting in my living room with my kids around, you know, whatever it may be. So if it's, again, your first time listening, I truly appreciate you taking the time out to listen. Um, if you are a return listener, I appreciate you just a little bit more. But either way, um, when you guys are done listening, I hope uh, you guys can head over to the review section of whatever platform you're using to listen this to. Hook a brother up with a five star rating now my guest for this episode um you have met before the brother's name Shaq kennedy uh Shaq is an aspiring bow hunter from the bronx the boogie down is it the bronx or harlem dang i can't remember that's messed up when you can't remember where your guest is from either way he's a new york he's a new yorker just like me um and uh he was on the podcast before um, and, you know, he and I were chopping it up, got the opportunity to know each other over the last couple of months. Uh, you know, we've spoken a lot on the phone. We've met up in person. We got the opportunity to hunt together and whatnot. So I wanted to have him back on the show um, just to catch up with him, um, see what he was able to do um, after he and I hunted together. Um, kind of get an idea of what his hunting season was like for him, being that it was his first time. Um, and just, you know, all around chop it up. All right. So again, episode 55, When the Hunt Calls, with my guest, Shaq Kennedy. You might hear my daughter in the background, but... Nah, that, that's, nah that's fine, B. All right, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, help me uh, welcome back Shaq Kennedy, um, gentleman that uh, I've had the privilege of, you know, getting to know via social media and in person, as a matter of fact, because we got the opportunity to step out together. What's going on, Shaq? What's going on, Cliff? Chilling, chilling. I hear you got your little one in the background there. Yeah, it ain't no school. I got, I got the kids running around. <laughs> got me pouring juice and making sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. It's funny because I'm, I'm at work and then my, my wife is home with the kids. They, are, they all for a week. So, so you on daddy daycare duty? Yeah, as long as I keep giving her cheese doodle, she alright. <laughs> I feel you. For me, it's ice cream or Oreos. I give, some, I give the little one some Oreos and I'm good. Whatever works. <laughs> facts, facts. All right. So, um, like I mentioned before, uh, you know, I asked the listeners to uh, welcome you back because you've been on the show before. Um, and I wanted to follow up with you, see how your very first season went last year and whatnot. Uh, let's kick it off with um, your very first hunting experience because... Um, before you actually got the chance to bow hunt, you actually got a chance to duck hunt, right? Right. I went out with uh with Lewis, loving waterfowl. Him and another uh another dude I met took me duck hunting and we went pheasant hunting. I had a blast doing that. Alright. And so you you um you basically shot the used a firearm. Yeah, we used uh, a shotgun. I actually harvested a, a pheasant and a wood duck that day. Wow. All right. How was, like, 
how was that? Because to go from wanting to bow hunt to, you know, put that to the side for a day and get taken out, you know, for, you know, a waterfowl hunt, how'd that feel? I, so, you know, like, you know, bow hunting is something that I really, really want to do. You know what I'm saying? And me going bird hunting, I did it. I feel more or less of the strength of I've never done it before. So it was the experience itself was was crazy. Like we went into the woods 5.30 in the morning and it was just on from there. Like, you know, the experience of the calling. Lewis brought a dog with him. Um, his dog, the birds that we did get, his dog went into the water to get the birds. So, you know, when you, when I first started getting into hunting, I started looking online and YouTube and I, I started, that's where, that's where I really seen it at. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But to like see it in and the physical, I'm like, damn, like this dog going in the water. And, and, Lewis, <laughs> and Lewis and his man got in the water. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about all that, but. <laughs> I feel you. Now, for um for my listeners who don't know, um, the Lewis we're speaking about is Lewis Lau. Lewis Lau was my guest on the podcast on episode 34. So if y'all want, y'all can go back and, and listen to that. So Lewis is um a brother from the bronx who is an avid waterfowl hunter like he's into all of it like dude is about i want to say 30 31 years old um fairly young and whatnot and i was just blown out the water um, blown up uh blown away i should say by the fact that um this dude was from the bronx and and getting it done like that so it was cool to know so lewis was the one who took you um waterfowl hunting so that's pretty cool all right. So now you have fun with that. Um, I mean, you actually killed something. So you have a hunting kill under your belt. How's that feel? Uh, I mean, if it, it, it honestly, it feels it's a good feeling because I know, like I'm saying, what I went through to actually, I'm saying, get the harvest or, or, or whatever. But I don't think it's really going to set in until like I get a deal or. Or, or turkey or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, the duck and the, and the pheasant, it was the dogs pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they pretty much roosted the, uh, the birds and that was it. I need the, I need that, that adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I feel you. So, later on um, that year, you and I got the opportunity to meet up um, and we went hunting together uh, one day. How? Yeah, say it again. And a swamp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. facts. That that was a swamp. Yeah, um, I I remember swamp. that boy, because we couldn't get around that that we had to all walk that back mud. Out. Yeah. So <laughs> so <laughs> so for those for those listening, we, yeah. So for those listening, we we were trying to hike into a spot on um like uh a kind of peninsula shaped uh, piece of land that was surrounded by water and the entrance to this property to this public land right off the road was straight mud and i mean it was one of those where i don't know about you but it felt like every time i stuck my foot in when i tried to lift it back out i could swear my boots were about to come off every yeah yeah so then, um, so how'd you feel about that? Like, um, I mean, we were there early in the morning. Um, I mean, you already had that one experience being up, you know, at the butt crack of dawn with, with Lewis. 
Um, how'd you feel about that second experience? Um, all right, so one time I had prior to me going out with Lewis, remember I had went out by myself, like my very, very first time in the woods mm. with my tree stand. I had went out actually to where Lewis had took me duck hunting. He had to put me on a spot out there and, and dropped me a pen and I had went and I had I sat I climbed the tree. I sat there for about three hours until it got dark. That experience by myself in the woods late at night was was totally different. And it wasn't even late. Probably was like five o'clock. That experience was crazy. Mm -hmm. Because I had when you, you had put me on to the Onyx app, I had used that. But with the Onyx app, what I realized is you're not going to actually follow in your exact footsteps going in the same way you came out. Mm -hmm. So that was crazy. Then when me and you went out, public land, of course, you know and I'm saying me and you had, like you said, the, the Peninsula Park going in. Me and you climbed into the tree and then we decided to get down. What a, what a, a, a memorable part of that hunt for me was the fact that we didn't even go back to the car to put our stands back. Like when we buried <laughs> our stands and stuff, the leaves. <clears throat> yeah. You dropped the pin. You dropped the pin, and we and we walked another good hour. Yeah, no, that's facts. Co All right, so for the listeners, so we had um we when we finally got to our spot, got up in the tree under the cover of darkness. Um, we had been sitting there for, uh, you know, a couple of hours, like an hour or two when apparently there were a bunch of, uh, what one, we hadn't seen any movement. And then we basically knew that there were hunters on foot. So we had decided after about an hour or two, we climbed down. And, um, like you said, we didn't even hike back to the car. We just like, uh, buried all our, our climbers yeah, our climbers and everything under under the leaves, uh, and then um, and then we started walking, and and I'm glad that we did because even though we didn't see anything, there was a whole bunch of other hunters on foot as well, which is probably reason why uh we didn't see any movement because the deer was feeling the pressure. Yeah, remember it was the guy was remember remember the, there was a stand set up right across from somebody had the stand set up. Mm -hmm. And then we walked up on a guy that was saddle hunting, and then you spotted the dude off that was in a tree already. Mm -hmm. And then when we was leaving, it was probably like four or five people coming in. Yeah, on top of that. Yeah. And then when we, and when we drove off, there was like a almost what six or seven cars yeah. parked at the side of the road at another entrance yeah. of the land. So, and the, and that piece of property wasn't even that big. I mean, nope. it was big, but for the amount Not of for hunters that, that yeah. <laughs> exactly right Not definitely and uh for the amount it wasn't big definitely for the amount of hunters because you figure we came across like three or four guys on the ground one one or two in the tree and then um as we were going out we i think like one or two people coming in and then we saw all those cars parked on the side of the road so there was a good like eight or nine hunters i want to say on that property as we were leaving uh, the time we came out, like not like like I was like eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. Yeah, because we were just like once we realized how pressured that uh that piece of land was, we were like, mm -hmm. all right, we out. It's over. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, and, and that was it. And we called it a day. We ended up just doing a morning sit. Um, but since then though, 
um, from your your social media posts and speaking to you. I know that because we didn't get to link up again after that, but I know you made it out on your own. What was that like? So Christmas Eve, right? This is this is a funny story. The Christmas Eve, I was supposed to go to Stu Linnets, right? I was supposed to go to Stu Linnets and get mm. some lobster tails for for Christmas or whatever. So I ended up bypassing Stuart Linnet and going like right up to White Plains. I had my bow in the car and uh, I, I had my stuff in the car. So I went into right in, right into White Plains, right into White. I didn't go. It was snow on the ground cliff. I promise you, I probably went if 200 yards, if 200 yards into the woods. I walked a straight path. I did. I left my phone in the car. So if anybody called me, they would know that, you know, he probably ain't got no service in Stu Linens. So I, I went in on my, on, my in, on my way in. I guess the right term for it is uh, I kicked up a, a spike, right? Spike uh -huh. was probably, it was snow on the ground. Spike was probably like 30 yards. And I'm saying to myself, you know, I, I could get this deer at 30 yards. I didn't have an arrow knocked. So when when I went to go take the arrow out of my quiver, I guess he heard the click come off the quiver, and he took off. Dang. That's got to suck. Yeah, and then after that, it's just been not so I've just been after that. I just, a lot of it is just like I, I shoot my bow as much as I can. I do a, a lot more read, a lot more reading. Because mm -hmm. if you remember, I told you in the last the last interview we did, I got my tags three days before opening season. But my mm -hmm. bow a week before opening day. And I'm saying my clothes, all at my gear. I didn't get all that until right before opening. This is without knowing nothing. Knowing nothing. So without I like I tell you you and Lewis all the time. Like without you and Lewis, I probably wouldn't have got those two experiences that I did get. And I'm saying and then the, the two times that I did go out on my own, those was great experiences because I winged it. So next season I'll be better prepared. With a lot more, you know what I'm saying, knowledge of what's going on, what I'm supposed to do and not do. Mm -hmm. All right. So you trying to get out for Turkey this spring? Yeah, I'm definitely trying to get out for Turkey. Um, like, and I've never seen, I've seen turkeys on the side of the road driving from Westchester, but and when you, when, like YouTube, that YouTube is dangerous, man. When you go on YouTube <laughs> and, you, and you, you hear these gobbles and all these other noises these turkeys is making, and then even when I seen you with your turkey on your back, them turkeys look big as hell. I ain't never seen Dude, no turkey. <laughs> you know I, I, yo, I, I never thought in my life that suck was going to be that heavy, because I had to, we had to hike, like, I want to say a mile or so, if not a little bit more than a mile, back to the car that day last year. Man, that sucker was heavy on my shoulder. How many times did you stop and put the turkey down to take a rest, though? Dude, how many times did I stop to switch shoulders? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or just put him, yeah, like you said, just put him down. Like, that sucker was heavy. And the thing is, Anthony, like, you know, who's, who is uh, my mentor, he wasn't helping me carry it. That was my kill, so I had yeah. to carry it. Yeah. Look at that, look at that. I'm complaining about carrying a turkey. When dudes be, uh, who's that, Cam Haynes be carrying, like, uh, like crazy animals like elk or something on his shoulder or whatever or well, a bear them, or some crap. I seen them throw I think it was like a 
I want to say it was a bear. I seen him came. He, he threw a bear like around his shoulders and hiked mm-hmm. out the woods with us. Yep, <laughs> like bro. that dude was on some OD crazy joint. It got to be done though. That's what's Facts. up, man. Facts. All right, man. So, all right. So, turkey hunting, spring turkey hunting is in your near future. Um, how's it been, like just practicing? Because I know you've been shooting um, in the garage in your building. Um, where else you been getting out to? All right. So, I happen to actually, I got a new, I got, I actually got two new bows, right? I actually. Oh got, yes, I forgot. You got that like that Irish look, like a little, little leprechaun and whatnot. I mean, I, I don't know if that's what you want to call it, but <laughs> I, um, I, so when I first bought my bow, you know, our story is similar. I went to Fielding Street, bought a bow, uh, whatever the case may be. So after shooting my bow throughout the season and going to the range and stuff, I, I felt like, you know, I could I could go into a, a, you know what I'm saying, a heavier bow, a more, you know, a more up-to-date bow, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started seeing raffles or whatever the case may be. And I was like, you know, like, I don't enter raffles for, for sneakers. I could enter a raffle for a bow. And I won. I won the uh, the Matthews Triax. Nice. Or for one giveaway. And then I won uh, uh, just last week. I won a Hoyt bow. And I'm probably going to give that to my son because I, I like the Matthews bow. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I, I have I had the uh, opportunity to do 3D shooting for the first time last two weeks ago. All right, that's what's up. Where'd you um, go for that? I went to it's called Black Knight Bowbenders in New Jersey. It's right behind Great Adventure, and and the cool thing with that is. They have a fence behind Great Adventure. You can see the follow the follow deer. You can see the, the bison in the back of Great Adventure and everything. That that's pretty cool. But 3D was 3D was dope. Like that's 3D crazy. was really Yeah. I, as soon as you get you, you get back to yourself, we definitely gonna go do some three D shooting. You'll enjoy that. Sounds like a plan. All right. So let me ask you a question. Cause uh you and I, you know, and even Lou. And Lewis, you know, hunted public land. You thinking about trying to to get access to some private land at all to hunt this year? Um, I uh, so I actually have access to uh, a golf course, a golf course. Okay. My gra- my grandfather before he passed away, he used to do maintenance for the golf course. So I had reached out to my grandmother and I asked her, you know, is if. I could, she could get in contact with his supervisor and his supervisor was still there. And I had asked him like, yo bro, I know y'all got some day on that golf course in the winter time. He was like, yeah, they, they chew up everything out here. I'm like, yo, they don't let, they don't let people hunt on the property. He like, yo, people don't ask. And the majority of the people that do want to hunt, they want to use rifle. They don't want to use bow and arrow. And it's, you know what I'm saying? Especially it's in Westchester. So I asked, and he was like, yo, you know, let me ask the people and see what they say. And he was like, yeah, they, they granted me permission to even hunt the turkey on a golf course. So that's what's up. And I told him, you know, and if he needed me to do anything, wash a golf cart, wash a golf cart, whatever. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it because your public land is hard, bro. Like, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Public land, public land is hard. And then... I know funny. I actually got a lease, Cliff. 
You know what I'm saying? I really ain't telling. I got a lease that I got for 23 acres upstate. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I got it for for dirt cheap. And the guy's actually trying to buy me out of the lease, I guess, because he figured he could get more money for it right now. For oh, me, I, crazy. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't say that I, I know enough for me to be able to handle a leasing property or hunting deer. You feel what I'm saying? Like, okay. I, like if we, if I had people or I had somebody who was more experienced, I'd do it. But we'll talk about that another time. We'll figure it out. Nah, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Um, have you have you had the opportunity? Have you thought about like um, I mean, because you took the initiative of like because you you happen to like put two and two together. Remember the golf course. Have you seen like um, I guess residential properties like homes that you've thought about going up to. Um, and cause you're more familiar with, with Westchester or white plains and I, and whatnot than I am. So have you, like I said, uh, tried to reach out to, to people out there and, you know, knock on some doors, asking for permission at all. All right. You know, I'm going to be me and you talking, uh, when we talk outside of, you know what I'm saying? The podcast, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest, Cliff, a hundred percent. I don't think I feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Being. African black, you know what I'm saying, knocking on somebody's door mm. and asking them for permission to hunt their land. I just, I, bro, the times that we live in, Cliff, you have to be realistic with the situation. Mm. You know what I'm saying, me knocking on somebody's door in 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 the summertime and and shorts and sneakers and a t-shirt that the first thing to come in their mind is not, yo, he, he wants to deer hunt. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, I can show them the tags and everything else. Some people just think different. Mm, I feel, see, what's, what's funny is I've run the scenario myself and one, it's it's one of those, you know how it is down here, you know what I'm saying, in the city. Like, I, you're about the same age as me. And back when we was younger, you know, it was like you ain't run through nobody's hood when you if you didn't know anybody there. Right. Period. You say, and that's down here with people that look like us. You feel me? Like you ain't roll into some projects unless you have family in the projects or you have friends. And even if you have friends there, chances are you's gonna get into some trouble if you headed out there. You feel me? So I I think like that. Um, you know, what I'm saying going up to a town that's, um. You know, you know, just as good as I do that, you know, the the uh, the counties out there are predominantly white and stuff like that. And even if we were to dress, if we threw on some jeans or khakis and a button down shirt and went up there, it's still going to look suspect. A black dude knocking on somebody's door asking for permission to hunt. If it's not going to be about a race thing, it's going to be um, it's just going to be odd to them because like I a black guy hunting, you know what I'm saying? Like. You 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 feel me like it's I'm not comfortable doing it necessarily and I don't think the the residents up there would be comfortable with me doing it as well and these you gotta, days you gotta, like you gotta ask them you got you got you gotta put the 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 shoe on the other foot right mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable knocking on somebody's door in a residential neighborhood who upstate or whatever the case may be to to ask permission to hunt on their land right. Mm -hmm. And a person may say, oh, you're using the color of your skin for whatever case. Do you think a person from up there in that residential neighborhood is going to be comfortable coming down here and knocking on somebody? I don't live in a project, but knocking on a project door. 
it, it goes both ways. Facts. Facts. You know, what's funny is I didn't even flip it like that. I was more worried about me going up there. I didn't realize, you know what, if the tables were turned, that I, we'd probably get the same response. And truth be told, we'd probably be like, yo, what this white boy doing at my door? Bro, you know the you dudes know that that walk around with the book bags on that they sacred they, you, that they can walk in any project i forgot what they do i forgot oh, what they're, mi they're missionaries they're missionaries, they're missionaries. They walk yeah 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 any <laughs> anywhere they want to yep yeah that's crazy though see i just i was asking that question more because i wanted to know how you felt on it um i had an interaction with somebody on the gram the other day who told me i was just pulling a race car but you know what? I didn't I didn't take the low road or nothing like that. I just kept it I kept it civil. Let me put it that way. And then I wanted yeah. to get I wanted to get uh your take on it. See see how you felt about it. It's no it's no it's no it's no there is no right and no wrong answer for a question like that. And I'm saying everybody going to have their own personal opinions on how they feel. Yeah. And truth be told, Cliff, how many I could how many how many black hunters can you name within the five boroughs? <laughs> you know what? Um aside from you and Lewis, the only other black hunter that I know black, of, Latino, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. The only black other the only other black hunter that I know, right? But I met him only for a short time was the the dude that taught my bow hunter safety course. One of the instructors was a black dude from Brooklyn. And that's it. I don't know anybody else. All right. Now, had I not put in black hunter on Instagram the night that I met you, mm -hmm. I wouldn't know any cliff. This is not this is you know, being from where we from. This is not what people do. Like people don't hunt. People don't go by tree stands. People not interested in learning about deer and building arrows and 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 things like that. Like I I I grew up fighting pit bulls. If you want to keep it a hundred, like you know what mm. I'm saying, like I didn't yeah. grow up wanting to wanting to deer hunt and and stuff like that. And even to this day, when people see me going into the garage with my my bow case and my target, they look at me like, yo, what you going down here to do? <laughs> like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go shoot my, my bow they like your yeah, bow you know what I mean people in the five boroughs have never seen a compound bow a day in their life facts dude like my dude like I didn't see a compound bow in real life until the I day I stepped until yeah until, until that day I went into field and stream with my cousin to just buy to just uh well no you know what I'm lying I'm lying I'm lying I did take I did take a lesson at the archery range. That's the first time. Though when I found out that there were archery ranges in New York City, and I went to Flushing and I took a um I took a lesson. That's the first time that I saw a bow up close and personal. But man, you do my dude. Listen, um, I appreciate you uh taking the time out. I know you you busy with the little ones and whatnot. Um, and I'm on my lunch break myself, <laughs> right. but, uh, my dude, always a pleasure. You know, we all, I always uh, appreciate you, uh, you know, chopping up with me on the phone. Um, but definitely we're going to link up for, for spring Turkey season. And, um, I'm determined to get you on a Turkey, brother. 3d archery, baby. There we go. There we go.
I'm actually um not that before we go, um I saw a dude I met. He's a member of uh a 3D archery club. So what I'm trying to do is get a, a couple of us together. They they ask for a donation. They don't care what it is. Ten dollars, five dollars. They don't care. I'm trying to get a couple of us together. We take a little and make a day out of it. You know what I'm saying? We go up to just an hour away from me. You know what I'm saying? So it's right behind Great Adventure, hour 15 minutes. 3D right. archery. They got four courses. They got realistic courses and all that. So we can make a day out of it. And we're definitely going to get us a bird. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, brothers. Stay safe, I man. appreciate you, Cliff. No doubt. All right. All right, y'all. Uh, always a pleasure chopping it up with the brother Shaq. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as well. Uh, appreciate you guys joining me on my lunch break. All right. Um, and uh, just stay tuned for the next episode next week. I know this one came a little later in the week, but uh, hey, a brother gets busy. All right. So until that time, y'all stay blessed and remember to respect the journey, even when it's not your own. <laughs>